is episode 438 for October 2016, and that song you're listening to is from the Red Sonia movie from 1985, and it had Bridget Nielsen and Arnold Schwarzenegger in it, and we're going to be talking about those two, well not Schwarzenegger, but we're going to make Spider-Man in it with this Friday Night Fight. Uh, before we get there, I'd like to ask for your support and help us pay the bills with our expensive bandwidth costs. Log on to our front page at SpidermanCrawlspace.com. Look for a button on the right-hand side that says Support This Site Via PayPal, and you can help us pay the bills, as I said earlier. So far in October, we haven't raised one cent. <laughs> but uh, if you'd like to chip in a few bucks, I'd appreciate it. Every little bit helps. All right, gang, we're talking Spider-Man, we're talking Conan, and we're talking Red Sonja in this fight. Hey, Crawl Spacers, welcome to our October Fight Club. We're headed back to March of 1979, and it's a Marvel team-up issue. Marvel team-up number 79, ironically enough, with uh, Spider-Man teaming up with Red Sonja. What was funny about this is that... Um this was a Christmas, you know, because, you know, they're the what you see on the cover and what you see in the indicia on the front is not what the month it actually came out in. Right. Um, so I'm guessing it came out in Christmas or January because on the inside cover, you have Chris Claremont breaking one of the rules of comics and putting the actual date into the comic, yeah. including the year. No doubt. December 22nd, 78, it's And it's funny because, like, we always have we always struggle trying to find Spidey Christmas stories. And yep. here we have one. This is a there, there's, it's, that, it's not really like snow. Is that snow or stars in the first page? Uh, yes. Okay. <laughs> well, you see them falling in front of the building, so I'm assuming it's snow. Oh, there yeah. you go. And beautiful looking art by John Byrne and uh, Chris Claremont on on writing, as you said. Uh, you know, and we talk about this a lot when we talk. You know, we talk about it on the podcast, on the main show, and we talk about it uh, in in Friday Night Fight a lot. Um, yeah. There was a good stretch in Team Up mm-hmm. that had Claremont and Byrne on it that was just great. That was the best Team Up part. Uh, and and also, uh, secondly, as an addendum to that, uh, Suck at JR. <laughs> we know you're listening. <laughs> <laughs> just, you know, that's a, for folks who don't know, that's a running gag uh, because JR is always talking about how much Team Up sucked. Yeah, uh, a lot. And uh, my first Spider-Man book was Marvel Team Up Annual. Too. My first Spider-Man, Spider- Spider-Man. My first Spider-Man book when uh, I was three <laughs> that uh, my mother got me was a Marvel Team Up. It had Frankenstein and uh, the Man Wolf. It was the thir- if you ca- if you count the Spec Magazine uh, as the second title, it was the third on- ongoing uh, Spider-Man book. Yep. And uh, really, really good stuff. It was hit or miss back then. I mean, like it, in Jr.'s defense. There, yeah, there were some bad stories, <laughs> was, but man, there was but... also a lot of gold to be mined that mm-hmm. gets overlooked, I think. Yep. And and this one is especially something I like because it we have Spider-Man teaming up with Red Sonja. Yeah. And I am a huge fan, Brad. I am a huge fan, and I don't think I've really talked about this on the podcast much. Um, I'm a huge fan of like 1930s weird, what they called weird back, back then, weird fiction, which mm-hmm. was sort of the Proto-genesis of two things. Okay, That's two months now I've used the word proto. <laughs> but uh, you had stuff from H.P. Lovecraft, who was writing very weird horror stories. And he inspired so many other people, including Stephen King. Uh, these, you know, like so many authors, you know, horror authors will name this guy as like, this, this, is, this was my inspiration. 
<clears throat> and a lot of on the on the other hand, we had Robert E. Howard, who was a Texas boy, yeah, who created Conan, and he um he you know he made a whole universe that well it was it was sort of like an ancient world that sort of existed prior to the collapse of Atlantis, you know, or mythical Atlantis. Like this, this is a time that like history is forgotten. Okay, yeah. and they call it the Hyborian Age, and in the seventies. Marvel had the licensing rights to a lot of stuff, yep. a lot of stuff, and it wasn't just from fiction. I mean, it was stuff from – it was like Shogun Warriors and Godzilla. Star Wars, Star Trek. Star Wars, yeah. They had – and they had um, a lot of sword – and what they call sword and sorcery genre characters back mm-hmm. then, Conan. And, Mar- of course, what Marvel did with, Con- with Conan was giant. I mean, Conan used to be one of their biggest selling titles. Yeah, uh, Sal Buscema's brother, John Buscema, had a long run on Conan. Oh Lord, yeah. Conan had a couple books. Yeah, was it Savage Sword? Savage, no, and Conan. Co- there, there were three books. There was there oh, was Conan, okay. uh, the main book, which Barry Windsor Smith also worked on, and, right. and Roy Thomas wrote mo- uh, most of that. Yeah. Then there was King Conan, which dealt with most of the stuff from like when he was uh, when he had taken the throne of Aquilonia. Wow. And um, <laughs> what? That's a big old word. <laughs> Aquilonia like, is, is the Hyborian version of sort of like ancient Rome. Okay. And uh, or sort of uh, almost like a like a like a Byzantine sort of empire, uh, really. And um, I'm throwing out a lot of big words, and a lot of people on the podcast are like George. <laughs> this is Spider Man. Making me grab the dictionary now, dude. Um, <laughs> but uh, in 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 the Numidian Chronicles, which are the stories of Conan. <laughs> that Robert E. Howard wrote, um, he he overthrew the king of Aquilonia and basically became king by – he killed the guy by strangling him. I mean like with his bare hands, and then he just took the throne and said, yo, I'm king now. <laughs> and then he had a lot of adventures after he became king that were yeah. very interesting. And then he also had – yeah, Savage Sword of Conan, uh, which was a black and white book, a black and white magazine. And that meant Brad back in the seventies boobies. <laughs> if you were if you read Marvel back in the back in the day, <clears throat> back yeah. in the days of like um, the black and white magazines and like the Curtis stuff, yeah, which is how they circumnavigated the comics code. <clears throat> oh, um, they uh, yeah, there was nudity all over the place. Was Red Sonia naked? No, because Red Sonia. Yeah. Was uh-huh. she didn't really appear? I don't think she appeared in Savage Sword. She made her debut in Conan, wow. and uh, and then later had like her own series sporadically now and then. So I think sometimes she popped up in Marvel premiere, but she popped up in Conan a lot. And right. and okay, so so who is Red Sonia? You're asking. I'm asking who is Red Sonia? Okay, so Red Sonia, her creation is credited to both Robert E. Howard and Roy Thomas. Ah, because Roy okay. Thomas basically took the name Red Son- Red Sonia comes from Red Sonia, which is a character that Robert E. Howard had made, uh, who was like a swashbuckling swordswoman, but from the Renaissance. Mm-hmm. And and what Roy Thomas did was Roy Thomas sort of made an amalgam of two different Robert E. Howard characters that weren't associated with Conan. Robert E. Howard had all sorts of other stories and, and heroes that weren't Conan. Um, one of them was Red Sonia, and another one was um, uh, was a character called uh, Dark Agnes, Dark Agnes de, de Chastillon, 
who was uh, like in 16th century France, like Renaissance France, who was loosely based at the time on a gal he was seeing there uh, down in uh, in South Texas named Novel and Price. And if, there's a fantastic movie um, called The Whole Wide World, which is based on a, on a novel that Novel and Price wrote uh, about her courtship, the courtship between her and Robert E. Howard, and it's got Vincent D'Onofrio and Renee Zellweger. And that role uh, helped convince Cameron Crowe to uh, cast um, uh, Renee Zellweger, Zellweger and um, uh, oh god, Jerry Maguire. Okay. Uh, because he wasn't convinced that she could play somebody in her 20s, and so then they, her agent was able to show what she did in the whole wide world, and then Cameron Crowe was like, okay, yeah, we, we can cast her, we can work with her. Um, which, of course, you know, went and made her a huge star. Mm-hmm. So, um, now I've lost my train of thought entirely. Oh, so, okay, so Red Sonja <laughs> is thought to, or, or pardon me, Dark Agnes was uh, thought to be a little bit inspired by his relationship with Novel and Price, um, which they, they dated for a while and just didn't, but they didn't actually get along all that well. Uh, she, mm-hmm. They liked each other. It was one of these things, you know, where like you like each other, but you just argue all the damn time, right? <laughs> but she was interested in writing, and he was he was a published author, you know, at the time. He he was being published in the same in the same magazines that uh, was publishing H.P. Uh, uh, Lovecraft and other authors. Right. And it's funny because H.P. Lovecraft and Robert E. Howard were were. Like uh, like best friends through correspondence, you know. Uh, this dude up in Rhode Island writing horror stories, and this dude down. You have two guys who read who defined early on specific genres, and even Tolkien was a Robert E. Howard fan. Uh, something which surprised me, but uh, he apparently told that to Elsbrick de Camp one day when Elsbrick de Camp was interviewing him, and he said he, he rather liked uh, the Robert E. Howard stuff. Uh-huh. Um. And so you have these two guys who were like, you know, pen pals, and they, they were like really good friends. Uh, and then Howard Howard was suffered from very bad depression, and wound up uh, he he had borrowed a gun from a friend, and his mother was dying, and he was very close to his mom, and his dad was the town doctor. Um, and so when when his uh, mom was dying, and the doctor, you know, his his dad, you know, was telling him, uh, your your mom's not going to make it, your mom is not going to live through the rest of the day, you know. Uh, Robert E. Howard just excused himself from the house, walked out to the car, and shot himself in the head. Oof. And it shocked the publishing world. Um, Lovecraft supposedly was very you know, sad about it. I've read where he actually came to Texas for the funeral, and I've never been able to confirm that. Mm-hmm. And I've even been to the town. Um, the house where he lived and wrote the Conan stories is still there in uh, Cross Plains. And you know, I, I've driven to it. it. It's it's something where it's like if you're driving, if you're not, if you don't know that you're in Cross Plains, you, you'll totally miss the fact that you just drove through the town, right? I mm-hmm. mean, it's that tiny. Um, but anyway, I'm I'm sort of digressing now away from the fight. And people are like, dude, get to the part where they're punching things. <laughs> why why are you giving us all this back where we don't? <clears throat> but anyway, I'm a huge fan. <coughs> we gathered that, <laughs> and uh, yeah, and and so I've, I've only bought one Conan book in my life. Do you know which one that would be? Only one Conan book. There's a Spider-Man connection to it. Uh, it must be Spider-Man Red Sonja that miniseries where Venom was in it and Cool no, Gas was in it. I did, I did write, but no, uh, the actual Conan the Barbarian Conan book. Wolverine. The What If? No. What? Conan 241, because it had a McFarlane cover on it. Oh, okay. 
<laughs> That's the connection. All right. That was in my McFarland days. Yeah. So, um, so Red Sonya is is an amalgam of those two characters. Her character in there is from the Hyrcanian Steps, um, and, which means that basically she's like uh, like Eastern European. Okay. Uh, that's basically what what she's the sort of role that that would have played back in the Conan stories. Uh, and so she's famous, of course, for her chainmail bikini and yeah. flowing red hair. And John Byrne draws a hell of a yes he does red yes he does yeah so so the story starts off Spidey's swinging around he's on patrol and this is another story that starts off with him talking about Robbie <laughs> there you go just like last month yeah and he swings past the museum and then inside the museum you see uh, the security guard the night watchman is drawn to an exhibit and like the, he sees a necklace on a uh, on a on a bust a, a statue bust. <clears throat> And he's compelled, you know. He hears this thing in his head, and he's compelled to um, to smash the glass and to get the necklace and put it on. And we're gonna, you know, we find out what what happens later. Spidey goes, to, or Peter drops by the bugle for like a Christmas party. Uh, there's a dude that looks like Clark Kent there. Real quick, when I read this, I originally pulled my original Marvel Team Up issue out, and I'm looking at my issue right now of uh, Marvel Tales 208. They changed Clark Kent's hair. It looked exactly like Clark Kent in Marvel Tales. They changed. Well, it. Robbie even tells him. So tell me, old uh-huh. buddy, how does it feel to be a mild-mannered reporter for a great metropolitan TV network? Yep. Um, that must be going on in, the, in Superman in the seventies. Yeah, and and then in the background you have a reference. You have uh, people talking, and uh, you know in the background, and, and you hear a guy say, "Well, I, I still say Jameson was a fool to fire Carol Danvers." And of course, we've talked about that before. Yeah, the fact that a lot, and a lot of people this is this feels like forgotten Marvel history. Like a lot of people don't realize that Miss Marvel had a series way back in the in the seventies, mm-hmm. and she and for a while. People from the Bugle were her supporting cast, including Peter and Mary Jane. I never read that book, but I, I, I own a couple of them where the first appearance of Mystique happened in Ms. Marvel. Mary Jane and Carol were big friends. Like, Carol used to come to the Bugle, or uh, Mary Jane used to drop by the Bugle just to see Carol. I need, to, I need to pick those up. So, you know, they're having a Christmas party. Mary Jane. Hubba hubba. You know, looks Spidey great. or Peter is dating Sissy Ironwood, but it doesn't stop Mary Jane from breaking out the mistletoe. Yeah, and, uh, and corner and Peter, you know, I mean, because you know she's she likes her some Parker, <laughs> but the marriage was so forced. Yeah. <laughs> uh, anyway, uh, they get a call about something going something going horribly wrong at the museum, and Robbie's like, "Dude, um, I you know Peter, get over there uh, with uh, oh god, what's the name of the reporter? Char- Charlie Snow? Yeah, it's like an older dude. It's like who who I've never heard of. Yeah, yeah, and I don't I, I don't recall ever reading about them again." But he gets in that bugle mobile, and then Mary Jane winds up. Um, yeah, they take like a bugle car over there. Yeah, for breaking news. Yeah, and with a siren on it. <laughs> I, 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 what? Yeah, I can't they, you can't do that nowadays. No. Maybe back in the seventies could with breaking news. I don't know. I don't. But that's weird. But Mary Jane like stows away in the back seat. And, uh, you know, and, and they, they get to the scene. The cops have the whole place cordoned off. And this giant wall of red living flame has engulfed the museum. It's about to it's, get It's real. like Ghostbusters. You know, it's like something that go- the Ghostbusters would be called out to handle. No. Nope. 
And uh, and so Mary Jane's like, oh my god, Peter, what does this mean? And of course, she turns around and Peter's gone because it's time for Spider Man to find out, you know, WTF is going on with this thing. Yeah. So inside the museum, and Mary Jane sneaks inside. She's like, well, that you know, I I don't care if he's run off. I'm you know, he's not going to leave me inside. And know, th- this doesn't help the case of she always knew he was Spider Man. No, it doesn't. This this issue yeah. doesn't lend itself yeah. to her having no. <laughs> um. But she uh, she sneaks in when Spidey goes in, and as soon as Spidey gets in, he gets attacked by tentacles, mm-hmm. like it's Japanese porn. <laughs> you know, <laughs> he he gets attacked by tentacles oh. and then thrown into like a pile of like these demony minion things. Yeah, that are just they're not yellow; they're very green swamp like. Yeah, they're, swamp and they're grabbing man thing looking. They're things. grabbing at him and clawing at him, and you know, trying to take him apart. And so he's fighting these things. And Mary Jane's like, "Oh my God, it's Spider Man! He's fighting those dudes!" And oh my God, they're they're killing him! Oh hey, watch this glowing sword and this <coughs> and this display case. Yeah, there's a voice calling me. Yeah, excuse me. Let me take a drink. I suddenly, I, I've been running for president, so I have a terrible cough. <laughs> so, once you turn the page, you have glorious John Byrne Red Sonia. Well, art. what happens is Mary Jane grabs the sword. So basically, the necklace yeah. and the sword are like artifacts. And yeah. as soon as you touch them, you're going to bring forth through the mists of time. The people who owned them. So the security guard took the necklace, and we find out that he became uh, the villain in the story. We'll get to that in a second. And then Red Sonya, or Mary Jane picks up the Red Sonya sword, and she becomes Red Sonya. She literally uh, – Red Sonya basically takes her place in the modern day. Yeah. And chainmail bikini and all, and it is a hell of a splash page. Wow. Me, it's worth a splash page. Let me tell you, buddy. Woo! You know Jack, John Byrne had fun drawing it, that thing. If you're what wood and wet, what what's your line? If you would, if, uh, if if that don't light your fire, your wood's wet. There you go. <laughs> That's definitely the case here. Even Spider's like, whoa, damn! I thought it was Mary Jane, but no. Even the monsters stop from tearing Spider-Man apart, and they're like, oh wow, who's that? <laughs> hubba hubba? Who's whoa? What's you know what's what's going on here? <laughs> and immediately she starts killing demons with the sword. I mean, just cutting them down. Right. Yep. And Spidey's like, I thought for a second that was Mary Jane because of the red hair. My mistake. Um, you know, but she's killing the things that are trying to kill Spider-Man. But then you see the villain come out of the shadows, and it's Kulin Gath. Kulin Gath was an ancient sorcerer that appeared in the Conan stories, much just like Red Sonja. He was initially like a Conan villain, but then he, he started fighting Red Sonja more and more. And Kulin Gath is tied in to like the the mythos like the early ancient mythos of like the Marvel universe like I mean we're talking about stuff like Shumagorath yeah and uh Selene you know from the X-Men Hellfire Club and I actually remember him from the uh the X-Men when he fought the X-Men back in the 80s and yep. and Spider-Man also was there. fought the Avengers yep and I wonder if Marvel owns him still. Yeah, because he was a Roy Thomas created okay. character. Now here's okay, the, cool. th- th- this is so it's, everything's a gray area now because yeah. all this stuff that Marvel had the license to they don't have anymore. Yeah, and you won't find this reprinted because Marvel doesn't have the uh, the rights right. to Red it's Sony. It's the same anymore. reason. Like if you go back and you were to you know like yeah. if Marvel reprints the early Shang Chi stuff, uh, um, his no. dad isn't Fu Manchu anymore. Because they yeah, don't have the rights to the Sax Romer character Fu Manchu anymore. 
And another example is Transformers number three, where the black suit, the symbiote, in fact, is in that issue. And Spider-Man fights Megatron. Yeah. And you won't see that one reprinted. They don't have the rights. But the thing is, is that this stuff is still t- – now, I know they have the rights to Cool and Gath because they used him as recently as uh, – oh, God. When, when did that Red Sonja Spider-Man thing came out? Because he came back in that. Well, that was a team-up between Aspen Comics, I think, and, and Marvel. Okay, but then Cool and Gath also appeared in uh, Buziak's run on the Avengers. Oh, that's – well – who knows? And I don't know if they own it. But Cool and but Cool and Gath wasn't a Robert E. Howard character. That's the thing. Okay, cool. So Marvel could do whatever the hell they want. Kind of like with Rom and the Space Knights. They can use Space Knights, but, but not they Rom. can't use Rom exactly. Right. Yeah. Um. So you know he reveals himself, and 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 Red Sonja's like you know Cool and Gath. You know it's obvious these two know one another. And Spider Man's just like Spider Man's kind of overwhelmed. He's like, dude, I have to save this cute redhead girl before she gets blown away. By this guy, because Red Sonja's like, I'm about to take me the head of Cool and Gath. It's on. You know, you, you get that there's some sort of history between these two, right? Like, and, and none of it's good. And she's like, I'm about to have me a sorcerer's head. And Spidey's like, no, she's about to get blasted by Eldritch magic. I have to stop this. And then so she grabs her, and she's like, what the hell? <laughs> he grabs her, and he, and he wall crawls on the ceiling trying to get her to safety. And she's like, you know, dude, you know, I thought you were like – being attacked by these people. Apparently, you're working for Cool and Gath, and I guess I have to kill you, too. <laughs> so she starts fighting Spidey. She starts fighting back against Spidey, yeah. trying to rescue her. And in the confusion, the two of them fall to the ground from above and get knocked out. Right. And then they wake up above this magic, swirling maelstrom portal thing on the floor. <laughs> you know, and she's like, oh, I thought you were with him. My bad. Yeah, my bad. While they're, while they're bound in iron on these, you know, on these uh, these X crosses, you know, <laughs> hanging on chains above this thing, right? And uh, it, you know, and Cool and Gath comes out. You know, it has the, the standard villain exposition. You know, um, but eventually, you know, while Cool and Gath is talking, it gives Spidey time to get free, mm-hmm. web himself up, bust out of his chains, and and he manages to free Red Sonya. While Cool and Gath is trying to blast him, so Cool and Gath is like, "This is all going south. Where you know, I should have killed you when I had the chance. I see my error now. I'll probably make it again because I'm a villain." You know, I'm noticing in this fight. I didn't notice the first time I read it. He sure does grab Red Sonya and swing with her a lot. You know, he does. He picks her up and hugs her and pulls she's her. Very and drags I mean, it's, she's very huggable. I'm Vince. Spidey's like, yeah, let, let me just grab you, take over here, let me grab you over here, oh, yeah, hold on, let me grab you. Spidey, come she on, is man. very enticing in this issue. Oh, man, she's sexy as hell. Tom yeah. Byrne had, had to have had a blast on her. You could just tell in some I, of these panels, you're like, Byrne was like, oh, yeah, this is, this is hot. Yeah. <laughs> <clears throat> Spidey's like, hell yeah, hold on. And um, so... Uh, you know, I, now that we mention it, I think there's somewhere there's a picture. You know, uh, Richard and Wendy Penny, the people that did ElfQuest. Right. I th- she was like like an early cosplayer, like way, way back in the day. And I think there's a picture of her somewhere out there at a convention like in the 70s dressed as Red Sonja. I think I've seen it. Yeah. I think I've seen it, yeah. And uh, so this was a thing even back then. I mean, people liked this character. Yeah. And so, you know, so... Spider-Man, you know, manages to get Red Sonya off of the, uh, the the cross and over to safety, and he puts her down on the ground, and Cool and Gath is about to just twist off with the magic. Mm-hmm. He's like, do not delude yourself, wench. <laughs> you can't go around calling women wench. No, you can't call them a wench. DC, Brad. 
No, it's not. And he's like, my spells will turn you to dust. And so he immediately tries to zap Spidey. And again, we have one of those awesome panels, one of those great moments yep. when Spidey is moving so fast that we see Spidey in several different places inside the panels, like Ron Friends used to do. And uh, oh, who yep. else used to do it? Um, we had mentioned somewhere else that we just recently that we'd seen it somewhere else. I mean, I, I, I reference that Ditko even did yeah. it back in the day. Yeah. And those are some of the, my, my all-time favorite Spidey moments is when he's moving so fast that he just appears in multiple places. Yeah. Like, Friends really picked it up. Oh, Friends, Friends went nuts with it. Like during that Fire Lord fight, remember he was hitting fire oh, yeah, 27 billion times? Several. Yeah, Kulan Gath's never seen anything like this Spidey no, speed. No, Kulan Gath is not used to fighting. They don't have things that are this quick in Hyboria. <laughs> so I mean, he is shooting magic all over the place, dude. Yeah. Like he's a magic spewing robot, you know. Like oh my god, he's trying to lock on. He's trying to make it rain magic, but he yeah. can't. Spidey knocks him through like like a, like a glass door on like outside onto a balcony, yeah, uh, and down into the street in front of the cops, in front of the news people, in yeah. front of everybody. And Red Sonya's there, and Kulin Gath suddenly realizes, oh my god, I'm not in Hyboria. <laughs> I'm in this weird, messed up, screwed up time, and the world has changed so much. And he's like, he's like, oh my god, what's happening? But he is so shocked it stops him from shooting magic off. What were you going to say? And and Red Sonia takes a drag of uh, New York City '70s air, and she can't yeah, breathe. She says the air is so foul it chokes me. <laughs> Truly, this is the city of the damned. <laughs> <laughs> New York City, 1979. Yeah. <laughs> so, so Spider Man, you know, while while Cool and Gas is kind of overwhelmed by the fact that. You know, he is not in Hyboria, and he's in a weird, weird, weird time. He's in trouble. Uh, Spider-Man swings him around and just decks him with that with that left fist. And in the same motion, he grabs the necklace off of him um, and, and sends Cool and Gap sprawling back. And then, and then Red, you know, Red Sonya's like, don't just stand there. Go and finish him, mm-hmm. you know. And then they walk over, you know, and then realize – and then they, they don't find him. They find the security guard because the necklace is no longer on him. Yep. And as soon as that happens, as soon as Kool and Gath is defeated, Spider-Man turns back around, and Mary Jane sort of transmogrifies from Red Sonya back into Mary Jane and then passes out in Spider-Man's arms. Yep. Um, and then the cops come in and take over. Presumably, Spider-Man gets away with Mary Jane and gets her to safety. And then Peter's holding the necklace, and and he's, he's on a boat um, – I'm on a boat. Uh, going, going to Stat- <laughs> He's on the Staten Island ferry. Yep. And um, you know, just go reliving the events and everything. And then the necklace starts talking to him the same way that it that it talks to uh, talk to the security guard and made the security. It's like the One Ring, you know, from like the Tolkien movies. Yeah. You know, it wants my precious. It wants yeah. you to put it on. It compelled <laughs> you to put it on. Yeah. And and so Spidey. Uh, you know, here's the necklace talking to him, and he, and he just launches it just straight out into the into the river. Um, right. And uh, and then you know, as as the story closes out, he's he's thinking of Red Sonya because damn Red Sonya, she she's got an outline in the clouds. Yeah. yeah. And uh, and then he says, you know, for some reason now I'm cracking, uh, I'm craving a flagon of ale. He doesn't even drink. <laughs> but he's craving a beer. Yep. Oh goodness! You okay? Yeah, I talk. So- are, you cra- are you craving a beer too? <laughs> no, I talk so much in a row. Yeah, on these like way more than I do on the podcast, and my voice just gets dry. It's funny. I, I uh, back in the late seventies, Marvel trimmed their page count down to like what nineteen pages versus twenty two. Yeah. 
or something like that. So, because I'm, like I said earlier, uh, I'm looking at this at this in Marvel Tales number two hundred eight. And so, during the mid '80s, Marvel Tales, uh, in order to fill out the rest of the pages, they had Spider Ham backups. And I'm looking at it, and in this one, Spider Man, uh, Peter Porker, Spider Ham stars in something George would really enjoy. Mm. It's called Your Chitlin Heart, or Bacon Up is Hard to Do. <laughs> That's awesome. <laughs> And so uh, it's it's a story of uh, he, he's uh, struggling to go out with uh, oh what's her name uh, Black Cat is a catfish and Mary Jane is a water buffalo yeah, Mary Jane water buffalo yeah anyway that's I think that's pretty funny so decision <laughs> yes well there's two, there's two fights I think well yeah no again and, and we see this a lot like yeah. Act One Spidey you know something happens in Spidey. I would say the first fight, Red Sonja versus Spider-Man's a draw, wouldn't you? Because well, they knock each- it was. I don't know that it was so much of a fight, so much as just a disagreement, and then they both sort of incapacitated one another. So yeah, a draw is. is we, we can say that was a draw. Okay. Um, but yeah, the second fight is all is all one-sided Spidey. Who exactly. and Gath can't even get a hand on this dude. <laughs> you know, I mean, because it's Spidey and he's just that fast. And Cooling Gads is like, dude, I'm, it's like I'm trying to hit the Flash. I don't know what's happening. What's going? On? <laughs> That's funny. I remember this story very well from my childhood, probably because I was an adolescent boy. And boy, can John Byrne draw women. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Oh. And I always loved Mary Jane, so that was even better. Yeah, good story. Uh, yeah. Another another great story from the uh, Claremont and John Byrne run on uh, on Marvel Team Up, which proves that that Team Up is not entirely worthless. And again, as we yeah. say, suck it, suck it, Jim. <laughs> <laughs> All right. <laughs>